Welcome to another episode of In Spite of Ourselves. I'm Sammy. And I'm Larry. So today we're going to gift you all with the treat of hearing our origin story. This is an episode I've been dying to do since we started. I feel like all of you are interested who don't even know the story about us. Um, Larry has been a little bit apprehensive about telling it. And I'm not sure why because you have no problem telling everyone else we've ever met in person but that's why i didn't want to do this episode because i feel like we love the five people who listen they all know the story but you've convinced me that we've regularly gotten over five people so yeah we have so i love telling this story i know you love telling this story but i think it's it's also it's it's a real like meeting in real life story that I feel like you don't get so much anymore. And as someone who dated religiously on the apps, I was very much prepared to like be the one who says, oh yeah, we swiped right on each other and that was it. I was not. I I hate that. I was prepared to have the most boring story of all time. No offense to all my friends who have successfully met their people online. But I love our story. I can't wait to tell it i can't wait for people to hear it because it just goes to show that one keep going after what you want and two you can't don't make any assumptions based on first impressions right yeah there's a real lesson to be learned it's a real moral story here it's like aesop's fables exactly i know you're being sarcastic but i'm not well it's i like it just because how many times it failed at the start Yes. There were a lot of could-be-missed opportunities, meet-cutes in the beginning, and I, and then it still worked out in the end. I win at the end of the story, which is why I like it. And so do you. Yeah, but you definitely win more than I do. Oh, but yeah, let's, for sure. We'll get to that. So I just want to start by saying that I am fully one of these people who believes that you have to like take your own journey to get to where you need to go. That oh, my own. Yeah, you know I was going to go here first. I didn't think you'd start here. That the universe brings you to the places and people that you're supposed to be with, whether it's a job you want, whether it's friends you make, whether it's places you live, all different things. They all happen for a reason. So going into our story now, it feels important to mention Larry and I have worked at the same company on the same floor for Five years now. Yeah, well, five years before the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we still working... work on the same floor. Yeah. Well, now we work like 10 feet away from each other, but now we fully know each other. But before we started dating, we'd worked for the same company on the same floor for three years. Correct. Never, never met, met. Never saw each other. Had no clue who he was. Nope. Probably were in the elevator together a million times at the same parties. Like we were at karaoke parties with work where he remembers the song being performed. He just doesn't remember that I was in it. Which seems like horseshit. In fact, to the point where now I don't even trust my own memory anymore because I wonder if you were like planted. Like you you know things that you shouldn't know because I would have seen you there. It's like the Matrix. When he takes the pill, I feel like I've taken the pill, but you didn't ask for my consent to take the pill. You just shoved it down my throat and you said, now I'm changing all your memories. 
Well, it's kind of weird that it, it happened this way because it it really was like we were both in each other's background and not in our foreground. But for whatever reason, you showed up to me, I think, before I showed up to you, right? I yeah. knew who you were before you knew who I was. Correct. A friend of mine who uh, we both work with was at an event with Larry after work one night and she messaged me the next day to tell me about other, you know, gossip at the party or whatever. And she was like, yeah, you know, I ended up talking to this guy, Larry. I've worked with him a lot in the past. He sits on your floor. He's really cute. Like just throwing it out there. And I was like, all right, well, who cares? Staggered. That means two people in my office thought I was cute. That's unbelievable. That's 200% more than I thought did. Well, in your... These, these numbers are incredible. I don't know why you think that, because in our office, it's predominantly straight women. So they're all going to find the cute guys and, like, cling to them because there's only so many. Yeah, there's also predominantly New York men who wear more than band t-shirts, Levi's, and Vans all day. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, some of those guys are put together. I would have sex with other guys in our office before I would have sex with me. All right. Well, good to know. Yeah, like, I'm. I know I'm. Not I the didn't, of it. but good to know that you would. So anyway, I noticed him. I messaged her back. I was like, yeah, you know, there's something about him. I don't really know what it is, but he's not my type. But you Certainly. know, whatever. So this kind of me staring from afar went on for maybe a month, two months, and then we still have- didn't know you existed. Right. In you, fact, on top of that, I don't think I was dating anybody. I was like, this is a very boring time because there's nobody worth dating, period. I was dating other people aggressively. Yes. Uh, we Everyone knows. I also, constantly. I also feel like I should rewind for a second and just say that I was so adamant that I would never date anybody at work. One, because I didn't really think that there was anybody there for me. We both work in children's network television i think that that's about as far as we should go with that um and i just i am not gravitated towards people who necessarily love all the same things that i love i've actually found that a lot of my more successful relationships where we had different interests and that we were kind of able to bring each other in on our other stuff like I knew I needed to date someone who loved watching TV, but I didn't think I needed to be with someone who worked in the industry. So I kind of swore off of that pretty quickly. My friend, I even remember her saying to me, like, Sammy, you're going to meet someone at work. And I was like, there's absolutely no one at work I would ever date. I am not interested in anyone. I've seen them all. I've heard about them. I, I'm not interested. So I clearly I was wrong. <laughs> I'm against the idea of I'm against the, the idea of dating in our office specifically. And office dating is different because from my experiences back in field production where you were changing crews, you know, every project and you were meeting all these different people and you were working such intense schedules that you couldn't really necessarily go out and meet other people. I think I got I think part of the reason why I had like a village idiot reputation on my team professionally was because I was hitting on everybody. If you were single and I was single, there was basically no reason for us not to try to hook up because we're both going to work on this project within insane hours and we can't have a social life. So it was, you know, my coworkers back in Florida in the field were essentially the only subjects who I could date. Like I had the apps and the apps were cool, but it's like, guess what? You might have to wait a week 
until I'm done with this project, until I'm done with this job for us to be able to meet up and that kind of thing, as opposed to when it's me and another person and we're getting off at the same time and then we can go back to one of the other two people's places. Like it's strictly business at that point, both on the clock and after the clock. So that was that for me, the idea of working or working and dating isn't, you know, mutually exclusive, but it's also important as far as I know for the rest of my life, my schedule is going to be intense and it's going to be, you know, canceling dates at the last possible second. Like I'm always going to have to put the flexibility of my job first and I need somebody who's got to be empathetic to that and understand that. So for example, like as much as I love nurses and I think the ideal, you know, kind of partner for me was a nurse, that work schedule would not work out for me. Like I can't be locked into her locked in schedule, which was tough. So, you know, I was against working in our office because also or dating in our office because I didn't think there was anybody, you know, uh, copacetic with my lifestyle. But there you are. <laughs> so here I am. I magically show up um, about a month after my friend clued me into who Larry was. It was Halloween and there was a after work karaoke party. Our company loves karaoke. Big so, karaoke people. I had gone out to dinner with some girls on my team. We had a few margaritas. We get to the party. I am dating someone, not seriously, but he, I'm interested in him. I have a date with him the next night. Uh, so I have no stake in the game here. I go up to Larry, little bit of liquid courage, little bit of like, I don't really care what happens because I am seeing someone that I like. It was new. We weren't exclusive, obviously, or anything. I wasn't crossing any lines. But that little bit of extra confidence, I think, with like, I have someone already. If I go up to this guy and he probably will have no interest in me anyway, at least I took my shot and it doesn't matter if he rejects me. So somehow I went right up to him, which is also really not in my character i am not the hitter on i am the one who the gets hit-y. hit on yeah i am the hit e not the hitter <laughs> you are not the pitcher you are the receiver the catcher uh, in I different mean, contexts that's a, different, that's yeah, that's a, a little weird context, but I yes yeah. I, you're not I, the quarterback you're the receiver exactly i am not someone who so openly goes up to guys like in public and meets them you would never know i right. would you know I was I was braver than I've probably ever been in my whole life. And I think that just also goes to show that somewhere like deeper, I knew that this was going to turn into something, even though if you had asked me then, I was very much thinking I was going to go to China with this other guy. But story for another time. Um, So I go up to Larry. I introduce myself. That's not a euphemism, by the way. That's actual China, the country. That's a real trip she was talking about. Yeah. It sounds like, oh, this guy was going to take me to China. And it's like, what the hell does that mean? No, he was (laughs) leaving to go to China for like many months and invited me to come. Anyway, that is it's a good thing that didn't happen. Hey, you met a girl, Sunny Boy? Well, did you take her to China? (laughs) We could you could turn that into something else. So anyway, I'm hitting on Larry in a very not graceful way. I mean, we're talking about work, just like, hello, I exist, you exist. Larry ends up kind of calling the conversation off and going to get a drink, which in girl 
mode means he is not interested in continuing this. Otherwise, he would have asked me to go get a drink with him. He would have said, stay right there. I'm going to go get a drink. You want something? He also wasn't paying for the drinks. There was a corporate card down. So he could have he could have done multiple things. But instead, he said, cool, nice to meet you. I'm going to get a drink. So I'm like, all right, this kid wants nothing to do with me. But I tried. I have my backup guy. My date for Halloween tomorrow is set. So like, I'm good. Do you want my take on the story now from from the other's perspective of this bar? Yeah, exactly. So I'm standing at this bar talking to people who I've known for all five years I've been at the company. And people don't just show up at this party. Like I if you were at this party, you and I have probably worked together on something. We've certainly met. We've probably done a karaoke song before. We've drunk together many's the time. There's no new friends at this unless someone brings in a friend of a friend. It's like that. Like you every there's what, 60, 70 people at this yeah. party tops. I know all of them. I know all of them are at least 59. You were the one person at the party I didn't know. So you come up with your friend who I only vaguely know of. I think she was in like one meeting. I think she's a newer girl at the time. Something like that. And she's probably not. Sarah will get pissed because I forgot her before that moment. So she comes up and she's bringing this total babarama of a friend. And I was like, well, you're sure not one of the regular 70. I would be have taken much closer notice of you beforehand. So the, there's now a strange girl uh, and somebody who I barely know approaching me half in the bag. So what you also have to know about these karaoke parties is you can't get promoted, but you could get fired if you do the wrong thing, if you know what I'm saying. So these two fine-looking ladies come up to me, me not really knowing them, and me not really particularly interested in knowing them because I'm sure they're somebody's friend. And if they're a friend of a friend who worked there, then I'm, I'm really not interested at all. But she's gorgeous. So we start talking, and you tell me, uh, A, not only do you work at the company, which I did not believe you, but B, you've worked there longer than I have, exactly. and you were kind of, uh, kind of a bitch about it. Like you were, you know, you really made me feel stupid. For, for trying to insult you. And I was like, all right, listen, if this is how you want to go, and I'm just going to go get another drink, and I don't need to really concern myself with this anymore. So I continue to drink all night to an excess, but I watch to see who knows Sammy. Because if she really does know people work here, and she insisted she'd been to one of these parties before, which to this day, I swear she's never been there. That was her first one then she has to know somebody else. She has to have a connection. I'm well-connected enough in this group that if she's really only two degrees away from me, I can find that one angle and work it. And there was literally only one angle. You kept to a group of really quiet girls who I don't know who barely ever show up to anything except for one person. And I'm okay with name dropping her. Her name is Gracie. And Gracie has set me up on dates before. So I mentally noted, tomorrow, go see Gracie about Sammy. And find out what's the deal. Because there's clearly a deeper story here if I don't know who you are. And I don't know where you're coming from and why you're coming up to me. Like, this, none of this makes sense. This is like 2 plus 2 equals 5. I, I, gotta, I gotta investigate tomorrow. But that being said, it was not going to disturb my drinking that evening. Would you like me to take the next chapter of the story? Because I think I lead this part. Yeah. So the next morning, I go up to Gracie. And immediately, I'm like, yo, Gracie, what's the story with your friend Sammy? Gracie, who again has totally set me up with her friends before, is very interested in my romantic life, uh, doesn't really have a lot of, you know, kind of sway over it, that kind of thing. But she, if she can help out, she will. Gracie pumps the brakes, looks shocked and slightly disgusted at me and immediately goes, 
No, 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 no. Oh my God, this is a disaster waiting to happen. You two cannot meet. You cannot date. She's like, you're going to kill each other. You're going to be at each other's throats. This is like the worst matchup ever. And she pulls out, she goes, if you don't believe me, look at this. She pulls up your Instagram. There are two things I remember from that Instagram. The first thing that caught my eye was you in that red bikini, which I was like, well, shit, Gracie, you just made it a lot worse now because she looks phenomenal. She looked really good last night. She looks even better in this picture. And now I'm frustrated because you just said it's off limits. And then it w- the other thing was your bio of it's Jim. An, no, it's an Ed Sheeran lyric, which. Hey, let me see if I can remember it. It was Jim, Kale, Kylie and Kim. That was the rhyme, something like that. Yeah, it's eating kale, hitting the gym, keeping up with Kylie and Kim. That was it. If you know me, that's me. Stupid. So stupid. We've been dating almost two years and you're still like, I hate that. That's so goddamn dumb. That's that's bad. And that's I like Ed Sheeran as far as his song lyrics go. That's bad for him. That's not even good Ed Sheeran lyrics, which is I will I will never change it. It's so dumb. (laughs) <laughs> and and could not be a bigger turnoff for me, too. So, like, effectively, Gracie made her case and defended it. And I was like, you're right, done. You were off my list uh, up until this point. I don't know if there's anything for the next two months, but not in my part of the story. I've never thought about you again since that point. No, we had a few run-ins in, like, the kitchen. There and... was, like, one or two awkward moments, yeah. Yeah, and I did not handle the awkward moments well. Larry would like come up behind me when I was filling up my water and be like, hey, I'd be like, oh, my God, hey, what's up? And then I'd like run away. That's exactly what I would do. I'd be like, hey, huh? and run away. Again, another huge turn on for me that there's nothing I love more than a girl who makes it fucking awkward when I'm just trying to get my water. And I am I'm generally not a super awkward person, but. At work, again, I was never expecting to meet someone there. I show up at work looking like a schlub every day. Putting on jeans to go to work is like a a good day. Pre-pandemic, I hate wearing jeans. Always did. If I put jeans on like and a nice top, all my coworkers would be like, oh my God, where are you going tonight? You have some big dinner? You have plans? Like your, your makeup in your bag? Where are you going? Like I show up to work not ready to, not ready to date, not ready to meet someone, not ready to flirt. Just like do my work, hang with my team and leave. So I was always caught off guard when Larry would actually converse with me, but they were always short little like, tidbits here and there it was never really anything uh serious the and guy from china disapp- went to china without me so um at this point i was still just cruising oh you um, left to go for china and then nothing happened again until christmas time yeah and i wear what i wear to work on dates on the weekends and if i drink enough to bed when i pass out so there was no worries about like what you saw was what you get i was probably wearing almost the exact same thing that i was wearing at the holiday party yeah i i was a very different i'm a very different in and out of work person like i can't remember if i actually told you this between us I went to another coworker's birthday party like a few years ago and a guy who used to work with us who was generally very strange pre me too movement this would not have flown but he even said to me like at this party wow you look a lot better here than you do at work <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who that was after um anyway so now the holiday time approaches which pre pandemic you work at a big company means holiday party which 
Our holiday parties were always really fun. I love them. I love a party anyway, but... I was also raised to believe, year one, my first year at this company, that everybody hooks up at the holiday party. But, like, it's a thing that you have to do. You're a stooge. And so since I had only been with the company for two years before I started, or two months, sorry, for two months... I, I was like, well, I'm definitely going to make out with somebody. Well, you're saying at your first one. At my first one, yeah, yeah, because I thought, like, you know, these two guys who hired me, the goons, Bailey and Clancy, were like, dude, you got to do it. You got to hook up with somebody. Like, you're not going to, you'll, you, they won't renew your contract if you don't hook up with somebody. So I was like, sure. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. I can do this. Like, I got to find somebody. Those two dinguses, I don't think they ever have <laughs> hooked up with anybody at the holiday party. Uh, no, okay. One I can think of, but. Yeah, they didn't hook up with anybody that year. And so after that, I was like, well, now I'm the only asshole on the floor who got a little too drunk and is making out. And so I was like, I'm not doing this again. This was this disgusted me. So I was like, now I'm vehemently anti-holiday party hookups. And uh, and so as we're approaching it, one of our coworkers throws out to a group of guys, hey, is anybody trying to look for the hookup or with anybody specifically at the holiday party? And my one buddy who is, uh, you know, he's got, not a train wreck. Like, he's on the rails, but he moves at full speed. And he doesn't care. He'll he'll hook up with anybody. Somebody else wanted someone specific. And then, you know, the question comes to me. And I was like, no, because I'm against the idea of it. I think ethically it disgusts me now. But I'm going to be honest. If that girl Sammy shows up again, I can't be held responsible for my behavior. I was like, she was a fox, but I haven't seen her since Halloween. Other than occasionally bumping into you at the, the water fountain and making it weird. And so this friend, Erica, because that way she'll get, what is it, the mitzvah? How does yeah. she have to Jew this up? Yeah, it's a mitzvah. Yeah, she's getting points for the mitzvah or something. But uh, she is like, oh, I know Sammy very well. But the rule with Sammy is you got to lay the groundwork before the holiday party. She's not just going to kiss you outright at the party. You got to kind of get to know each other a little bit. So I was like, sure. So Erica volunteered. She's like, if I see the opportunity to get you two together beforehand, I'll make sure that happens so that way you have a better shot of, of pairing up at the holiday party. So I was like, all right, great. So the night before the holiday party, this is now the next day. So that was two days before. And now we're talking the night before the you know our real meeting. We had a floor drinking happy hour, which you were hanging with Erica. And all that happened was I got the text and she said, come over. And I dropped what I was doing, stopped my very important project and ran over to where you guys were. Yeah, so we're talking in a group. There was a rumor about someone coming to perform. We're all kind of throwing things out there. It's mostly people from my team, my like big boss. And the rumor was Mariah Carey. My boss says, oh, it's not going to be Mariah. This is when Larry's over here now. Um, My boss says, Oh, it's not going to be Mariah Carey. She's too high maintenance. No offense, Mariah Carey, by the way. Doubt you're listening, but if you are, we love you, girl. Um, and you also, know, we're about to drop like a big industry spoiler about her—an industry secret, I guess. I don't think it's that secret. She's known to be a diva, but one of the alleged things that she needs for her performances, like she comes with this whole entourage, one of them being a a boob handler whose sole job is to like make sure her boobs look good in her outfit. Can you imagine? So I say... Hang on. Also, if anybody is remotely associated with the carry entourage and the boob handler position opens up, I'm fully available. I've been training all my life for this. (laughs) I cannot... uh, I have references. 
Whatever you guys need. I'll, I'll go through. I'll go the distance for Mariah. So I say in this small group that Larry is now a part of, like, I'll, I'd be Mariah Carey's boob handler. They probably get paid more than I do, which I still stand by. Um, granted, I've gotten oh, a few oh. raises and promotion and a promotion since then, but still, stand I stand by. I'll double by down it. on that. So you know, everyone kind of has their nice little laugh. My boss walks away, and then I get some commentary from the group, like, "Oh my God, how could you say that to me?" Everyone knows it was a joke. I was, I, I thought it was funny. Which I knew was uh, this was like my moment. This was like a slow pitch, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded. I was like, "Holy shit! All you have to do is swing at this." It's a boob joke, Lar. It's a boob joke with the girl who you're like most attracted to in the office, and it's perfect. And it was literally like like I could see the clouds start to part, and the light was coming down. I knew this was my moment. I knew I was like, my God, if if ever this could just be perfectly handed to me on a silver platter, there it is. And all you gotta do is swing. Tell them what happened. And you blew it. I blew it. I fucking <laughs> blew it. He blew it only because he said something like, yeah, wow, I can't believe you would say that in front of your, like, SVP. And I thought there'd be a little banter back and forth that would get us revved up. Right, and the way I heard it was he was, like, shocked and appalled at my behavior. That you thought it was so, like, a rude or like not I mansplained. appropriate that I would say that in front of my female boss who happens to be the coolest person ever and has never said anything else she about it. She didn't find it funny at all. And I, was I like, didn't well, find what you said funny. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Right. And, because the delivery was not like a joking. Oh, it come was on. like it was a it made it seem like you were not coming down on me, but then you also you said it and then you like walked away. Because you didn't think it was funny. And it, like literally like, the clouds parted again. I missed. We lost the game. We lost the World Series. It was a low, low moment in my dating life. Like that was rock bottom of where I like my self-esteem and all that kind of shit. That was bad. Like I, I, I walked away. It, there was not even, there wasn't even a redemption. It was you had a moment and you blew it. So you just got to walk away from it. You can't try to recover that. You can't try to make up for that when it's over. Oh my God! It's it, it. It was done. It was you know. Listen, the fat lady had sung, and she said, "Not you, Larry." I could hear it in the song, and I just walked away. So again, here I am for the second time, feeling like, okay, this guy is, wants nothing to do with me. Next night, holiday party. Love my outfit. Makeup came out great. Feeling confident. Feeling good. Get to the party. It's a huge, like, there are thousands of people at this party every year. Not this year. Oh, that's sad to think about. That We won't get to celebrate. We'll have our own holiday I don't want to see those apartment. people. Um, so we don't see each other for a while. Eventually, our groups kind of merge. The girls from my team know that I have a crush on him. His team boss people around him know he's interested in me. Our groups eventually, towards the end of the party, kind of align. And my friend brings me over closer to where he's standing. We all kind of start chatting. And then it's just the two of us alone. I still very much have it in my mind, like, this guy 
wants nothing to do with me. So here I am yet again for the third time throwing myself out there. And I'm probably going to get rejected, but it's fine because I had some drinks. I had some snacks. I'm in a good mood. I'm feeling confident, but still feeling like I'm going to get rejected for whatever reason. It wasn't bothering me, but that all kind of came together very quickly. On the flip side, I was on the warpath. A warpath which I don't think I've stopped being on since that moment. Work was killing me. I knew I had no shot with you. I was not wearing... I was wearing t-shirts and jeans to this party, which usually like, you know, I think last year I had a button up and a cute tie or something like that. I went for it last year. No, you this didn't. Not, not last... The year before this one. Oh, I was like before say. it was like oh, it was an event kind of thing. Like we did get a little dressed up. We did, you know, we changed and that kind of thing. This time people were changing. Like Larry, are you and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Don't look at me. I still gotta work. I'm gonna be here till seven. So I'm going to this bar and I'm hitting the bar. Like you know what I mean. Sometimes you bite the bar. Sometimes the bar bites back. I'm ready for the bar to bite back. That's the night I want to have. And so I see you walk over. And you're talking, you're in the center of your girls talking. And now I'm even more pissed off because I blew it last night. And so I'm sitting there ripping shots and and my boss comes over and he's like, what? He literally goes, what's the matter with you? Like you can just see that I'm not having a good time and I'm getting very drunk about it. And so I point to her, I go, what does a guy got to do to get laid around here? Convert? Knowing that you, both of you guys are Jews. And so he goes, eh, it's not that bad of a life. He's like, why don't you take another shot and go up and talk to her? He's like, try one. I was like, I, I blew it. I explained to him. I blew it last night. There is no shot. He goes, it's the holiday party. Like, what? you have nothing to lose here. And so we did one more, and I was like, fine. I'm just going to just truck in. And I remember walking through. It might have been Sarah who had her back turned to me, and <laughs> oh, I went through Sarah. her. Yeah, I, like, just pushed out, started talking to you and Gracie, and, uh, and everybody just disappeared uh, very randomly. And to me, shockingly, I was like, holy shit. And you didn't. And, and we were standing there together alone talking. And I was like, wow, this is really good. And whatever I was, I wish if there was one night I could pay to get back, it's whatever game I was spitting. I don't remember either. Into it, but it was working. It was like the total the total opposite of whatever I said yesterday. about yes, the, every, the everything thing. was working. Nothing worked then, it all worked now. And I remember at some point I made a joke, whatever, and had the hand on the top of your shoulder and you didn't say anything. Then I pulled it back, and then I went in again with, you know, the behind the back, above the hips. You didn't say anything. And then at some point, you gave me the look. Which I didn't even know that I have, but I have a look. And the look was her eyes go up to her forehead, and her nose drops a little bit. And so she just kind of looks up at me, and she's got the, they're almost puppy dog eyes, but, like, this puppy wants to go. And... uh, (laughs) And so I was like, at this point, at this point, I was drunk and frustrated enough that I swear I went, wait a second, you're into me, aren't you? Yeah. And you went, yeah. And I went, oh, that's great, because I'm so into you. And I literally said, do you want to make out over in that corner? And you went, right here? I go, no, it's dark over there. And we walked over to the corner of the party and just went to town. And literally the rest is now history. Yep. So... Disclaimer, which we should have given at the beginning. We don't recommend that this works for everybody. I don't know. I think hooking up with your coworkers has no consequences. This has taught me nothing. The moral of the story is do whatever is going to make your HR person the most upset. 
I mean, it helped that we were on separate teams working on different things. No one was each other's boss. It was very even keeled. Once we started seeing each other, we did keep it on the down low for a while. Like our immediate people knew, but we really weren't broadcasting it in the office. It was a while before we had any outside of work events. So by then, everyone knew. Clancy described it best. Clancy said, because he'd worked with you pretty extensively and knew you very well. Uh, Clancy's like, wow, you just moved an extra up in my TV show to get a name in the credits. Like right. that's that was the best <laughs> way to describe it, that she was just the background character. And now she's going to be part of the opening credits to the Clancy show. Yeah, well, it all worked out. So it just really goes to show that when you're dating, that you can't you go with your gut in like the weirdest way. At least that's what I can explain it here is that for whatever reason, we both kept going, even though we both were feeling discouraged. We didn't really give up. We didn't let it get to us. And it, we liked each other back, which I also feel like is probably more common than you think with crushes out in the real world. I don't know. It's, it's like, most of my friends have now met their significant others online. I think in the world we're living in now, that's probably how it's going to continue for a while. Like, you don't really hear so many Yeah, what of are you going to do? Have Zoom of... sex? Ew, oh, baby. Right. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. So, yeah. you well, can't you can go out on Hollywood a date, anymore. but I mean, you're not going out to bars. You're not going out to parties. I guess you could connect with a coworker on Zoom and have yeah. your own private breakout room. I mean, you got to think about it now. You can see, would you date me? You know my Zoom background with all the Legos and the Star Wars and stuff. Would oh you? God. You would never go on a date with me just for my Zoom background. Well, we've you know already what my life looks like. We've already talked about that. If we had met online, we probably never oh, yeah. would have made it to date number one. Not a chance. Yeah, but also I just we don't have to go so much into it, but. You definitely were seeing us as a relationship before I was. And that was probably the first time that I went against my immediate intuition, which was honestly like, yeah, this guy, we're we're about to have a one night stand after the holiday party. Maybe we'll hook up here and there at other events. But I I really was very set in my head that like there are things that I want. There are things that I'm looking for. Doesn't really seem like you know, he's really that person, which you're not, but you pushed me hard and you proved me wrong. I pushed you all the way to China. (laughs) What do you think he's doing now? I have no idea. I hope he's with a nice Chinese girl. Maybe. I have no idea. But anyway, so listen to your heart. Leave your assumptions behind do whatever do whatever people tell you not to do hook up with your coworkers, your bosses your therapists have have relationships with all the people you're not supposed to those are the ones that count those are the ones that matter the most all right solid advice (laughs) i'm getting bored let's go have sex 